Blog Talk Radio. tuning in tonight you have tuned in to the ken reedy show the best in pro wrestling talk thank you all for being on board tonight as this is our go home show for the show of shows the showcase of the immortals wrestlemania 32 this is our last show before wrestlemania 32 i'll be calling in from dallas giving you some updates on 1640 so be sure to We'll get you that schedule, so you be sure to listen to that. But this is it. We're going to get you set for WrestleMania. We're going to go over the, the card. We're going to give you our picks and our thoughts on the show of shows. We also have Independent Sensation. Steve Off will be joining us a little bit later on, giving us his thoughts on WrestleMania, as well as a little wrestling magic. So stay on board here, and we want to hear from you. Let us know what your thoughts are on WrestleMania. Give us a phone call. You know, you can call us. Give us your opinions. 347-838-9815 is the number to call. If you don't feel like calling, maybe you're at work, you can't get squeeze in a phone call, well, head on over to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. Again, that is facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. Head on over there. You can get involved with the show chat. Let us know what you think. Heading towards WrestleMania. You can follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter is at the Ken Reedy Show. Again, that's at the Ken Reedy Show. Tweet us sometime, and you check out our website, thekenreedyshow.com. And we got pictures over there, blogs. Uh, you can listen to the show through the website. So check out our website again. That is thekenreedyshow.com. You can listen to us on 1640 PWPR. Greatest thing going today. Head on over to iTunes. Do a search. 1640 PWPR, it's a radio station. It's a network of different podcasts, wrestling radio shows. You can listen to a bunch of great shows there. Like I said, I'm going to be calling in from Dallas, letting you guys know what the the mood is there. Dave's going to be on board with King Firehawk. We're going to get you that schedule. 1640 PWPR, great shows over there. Uh, Head on over, listen to the cool down, the cool down with AC. Our producer, uh, the all-star Michelle D., who is vying for the first-ever IWF Ladies Championship, was on the cooldown with AC. You want to get over there, check out Michelle as she goes for the gold. 
So that's all those pleasantries. We got to get into it because it is WrestleMania. It might not feel like it's WrestleMania, but it is. And so to get you get started to dissect this card to to make make sense of what's going on. I couldn't do it without my tag team partner Dave, who is on the line. Dave, how are you doing this evening? Thank you for that gracious introduction, and to all you listening out there, happy WrestleMania week. It is happy WrestleMania week, and there's so much to get into, but you know what? You can't go forward without going back and looking at the past, and we do this on our pay-per-view shows. We're going to switch it up a little bit for you tonight. We're going to give you a little history lesson. You know at our pay-per-view nights, a very special throwback WrestleMania edition. Here's Dave with his WrestleMania throwback. Take it, Dave. Good evening, class. Welcome to another lesson planned this evening. We're in the home stretch of WrestleMania season as we head to the Big D, Dallas, Texas, this Sunday for WrestleMania 32. Now, tonight's lesson plan is going to stray away from the norm that most of my lesson plans tend to be, as I want to focus on one single element that most people forget about that makes for a great WrestleMania. When you think of WrestleMania, you think of the pomp, the pageantry, the sights, the sounds, the breathtaking moments, the high-stakes affairs, the colossal main events, and everything else that comes with it. But I bet there's one thing that you don't think of, one thing that's missing. The one thing that is truly an important element in making any given WrestleMania go from being good to great. I'm referring to the opening match. The first match on the card is the match that is designed to draw you in. Designed to set the pace for what's to come later in the show. To me, the opening contest is just as important as the main event. Some truly memorable moments have occurred during the first match at a WrestleMania. For example... WrestleMania 4 had an over-the-top rope battle royal. On this night, Bad News Brown stood tall and was victorious, but not without turning on his temporary, keyword I mind you, ally, Brett the Hitman Hart. Brown was a man who truly did not believe in friendships and was also a guy tailor-made for a match of this kind. WrestleMania 20 saw John Cena win his first WWE championship as he defeated the Big Show for the United States Championship. Keyword, United States Championship. In the hallowed halls of Madison Square Garden. Just in case anybody wants to call in and try and correct me here. Correcting myself. WrestleMania 27 was also the night for the first time in WrestleMania history that the World Heavyweight Championship match opened up a WrestleMania as Edge successfully defended his championship against the brash, young, cocky, aristocrat Alberto Del Rio in what would be Edge's final match in WWE. So I think you have an idea as to how important it is for the opening match of the WrestleMania to be the foundation of a good, if not great, WrestleMania. Now, I'm not saying those opening matches helped make these respective WrestleManias become great. Not by any means. I'll let you be the judge on that. But I just wanted to give you an idea of how important it is being the first match on the card at WrestleMania. So tonight, I've decided to merge the greatest news report in the wrestling podcast scene with the greatest lesson plan. Tonight, I present to you the Dave 5 50-50 pay-per-view throwback top five WrestleMania opening contest list. Now, without further ado, let's get started. Coming in at number five, we travel back to 1991. WrestleMania 7, Stars and Stripes Forever, 
Los Angeles Coliseum was the place as we witnessed a tag team match that rocked the City of Angels. A match that was virtually thrown together without any backstory or buildup in an era where internet and dirt sheets would not be profoundly present to, to point out this abomination of an act, God forbid. We saw the Rockers battle Haku and the Barbarian of the Heenan family. A contrast of styles, if you will, as the Rockers, Rockers exemplified high-flying acrobatic speedy maneuvers while brute force, power, strength, and a take-no-prisoner style was the forte of the henchmen from the Heenan family. From the get-go, the Rockers took it to Haku and the Barbarian, bringing their uniquely diverse tag team style to the forefront. The Heenan family, though, made sure that the pretty boys left WrestleMania knowing who they got in the ring with. And Haku and Barbarian delivered a raw, unrelenting beating to Marty Jannetty as the match continued. But as time went on, the agility and quick pace that the Rockers set from the get-go had taken a toll on Bobby Heenan's monsters, and the Rockers valiantly fought back to excite the L.A. crowd with a victory to set the tone for what many call a memorable WrestleMania 7. Coming in at number four, this match personally for me is one that many of you internet wrestling community flag-bearing members call travesty. The proverbial burial, if you will. You see, not only does a WrestleMania opening contest have to wow an excited crowd, but it also has to be memorable. One that is going to punch you in the gut and never leave your wrestling memory for years to come. The match I'm referring to is the World Heavyweight Championship match from WrestleMania 28 pitting Sheamus as he challenged the champion Daniel Bryan. To me, I like to call it the greatest 18 seconds of Daniel Bryan's career. Miami, Florida was the site as the sun was beginning to set during the opening of WrestleMania 28. The birthplace of the Yes Movement was beginning to stake their claim as they were firmly behind Daniel Bryan, who at that time was supposed to be the hated bad guy or as the smarts out there would say, heel. Sheamus, who earned this opportunity by winning the Royal Rumble earlier in the year, was met with a chorus of boos by the South Beach natives. The bell rings and the kiss of death proved to be true for Brian, not only in the form of A.J. Lee, his girlfriend at the time, but as he was met with a different kind of kiss in the form of a bro kick by Sheamus. One, two, three... And we have a new world heavyweight champion in just 18 seconds. Of course, a booze-filled Sun Life Stadium as fans felt robbed that they didn't get to see a lengthy affair between the two. Many felt this was WWE's way of burying Daniel Bryan. What this moment did for me was it set the tone for a great WrestleMania to follow. It gave me the feeling of excitement and that anything is possible on the grandest stage of them all. Don't worry, Daniel Bryan wouldn't just be a footnote in WrestleMania history. Coming in at number three, we fast forward two years later. The Yes Movement in full swing as Daniel Bryan looked to realize his dream of becoming WWE World Heavyweight Champion. But but first, before he got to headline the show of shows, he had to go toe-to-toe with the game Triple H in the opening contest of WrestleMania 30. New Orleans, Louisiana, the Superdome. The authority was looking to quiet 75,000 rabid fans by crushing the dream of Daniel Bryan. The guy nobody thought would even sniff the main event of a WrestleMania, let alone be on the card. Brian, on the other hand, looked to prove his worth to all the naysayers, including Triple H. From the grandiose entrance that is only fitting for the King of Kings to the inspiring march down the ramp with both hands pointing in the air, gesturing yes, 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 the stage was set. And from bell to bell, both guys brought everything they had on the grand stage. 
Triple H, a student of the game, so to speak, picked apart the shoulder of Daniel Bryan in hopes he would just quit and shatter his own dream. Bryan fought effortlessly to, effortlessly to keep his dream alive, thwarting every assault the game brought on. With 75,000 strong in support of the bearded technician, Bryan continued to fight his way back in hopes he'd move on to the title match later in the evening. After kicking out of multiple pedigrees, Bryan willed his way into, the, into delivering one last running knee to the face of Triple H, and that was all she wrote. The indie darling was going to the main event of WrestleMania and a classic encounter that will be remembered for years to come. In what is a sentimental favorite of mine, I take you back to the year 2007. Ford Field in Detroit, Rock City. WrestleMania 23, the very first WrestleMania I ever attended. The opening contest was the third annual Money in the Bank ladder match. With over 80,000 plus in attendance, a sea of ladders filled the ringside area with eager anticipation from the folks in the Motor City of witnessing jaw-dropping ladder match excitement. The Hardy Boys, CM Punk, King Booker, Finley, Mr. Kennedy, Edge, and Randy Orton rounded out the field of competitors. From the start, the field of combatants took to use the wide variety of ladders to lay serious punishment on their opponents. We saw the Hardys stick to their guns and use their innovative tandem offense that they've been known for in ladder matches. We saw the king of ladder matches, Edge, make no bones about it by laying waste to the competition, delivering multiple spears to his opponents while involving a ladder at one point or another to even up the odds on the creativity portion of this match. Old rivalries renewed, new ones beginning. Whatever the case may be, our hearts were in our throats as Randy Orton delivered an RKO off the top of a ladder to CM Punk. Not long after that, King Booker delivered a nasty bookend off the ladder to the Viper Randy Orton. Jeff Hardy stole the show when he performed the craziest leg drop off the top of a ladder onto Edge on top of a ladder that was sandwiched between the ring and the barricade to a barrage of holy shit chants. Sitting 10 rows behind that big mouth JBL, I couldn't even hear myself chant holy shit due to the sheer insanity that filled Ford Field after witnessing the daredevil-like jump. But after all the chaos and carnage had settled, the smartest man in the bunch, Mr. Kennedy, knocked a young CM Punk off the top of the ladder with another ladder to climb and grab the briefcase and proclaim himself Mr. Money in the Bank. The pace was set and determined that this WrestleMania was going to be as fast-paced as the cars built in the Motor City, that's for sure. And finally, the greatest opening contest in WrestleMania history. Coming in at number one, we take you to Madison Square Garden. WrestleMania 10, brother versus brother. Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. A clash between two very skilled technical wrestlers looking to prove who is better. Owen looking to step out of Bret's shadow and Brett looking to prove to Owen that they don't call him the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be for nothing. 20,000 plus witnessed a wrestling masterpiece. Hold for hold, move for move, counter after counter, this match was something to remember. Everything but the proverbial kitchen sink was used in this affair. Both individuals growing up in their father's famous dungeon mapped out a classic match that excited the thousands in attendance and the millions watching at home. As much as you wanted to see Brett teach his baby brother a lesson, you were also curious as, what, as to what Owen had to offer on the grand stage. Can he hang with his brother Brett? A roll-up off of Brett's shoulders for the victory proved that to be the case, as Owen Hart was a made man inside Madison Square Garden at WrestleMania 10. 
The loss for Brett proved to be one of the motivating kind as Brett had to lick his wounds on another day as he was headed to the main event later in the evening in hopes of capturing the WWF championship. Many remember this WrestleMania for that particular title victory, as well as the ladder match that set the bar for years to come. But this WrestleMania should also be remembered for the night Owen Hart not only stepped out of his brother's shadow, but he walked right over it. And there you have it, class. I hope this piece of WrestleMania history has enlightened you to realizing that it takes more than just a main event or a gimmick match or even a nostalgia act to shape the foundation of WrestleMania. Class, enjoy this year's show. Let's hope it's better than we expect it to be. Until next time, you've been dismissed. Great stuff, as always. Uh, Yeah, it's amazing. You know, you don't think of... When you think of WrestleMania, you do tend to think of those main events, but uh, those openers, uh, those things that set the tone uh, are real important. And as we get into this WrestleMania, we move towards WrestleMania 32. Uh, Before even the opening match, what we got to talk about is the build moving into this match, uh, moving into the event, and, and how excited you are about Mania. Now, as we talk about this year's WrestleMania, now, if you, want, if you want to look at the glass half full, you can say last year was a lackluster build to Mania as well, and it was a very good WrestleMania. It was a very entertaining WrestleMania. Uh, being there, I had a blast. I, you know, full-on marking out uh, multiple times that, that night. So it was a fun event. They did a good job at WrestleMania. Build uh, was not there. Um, you know, and, and you wonder, can they, can they do it again? Can they have a, a now this year between the injury situation uh, at times looking like they're scrambling? Uh, you you kind of wonder can they really knock it out of the park? Are they going to give us uh, a kick-ass WrestleMania? Is it going to be a mediocre WrestleMania? Are they going to completely crap the bed? Um, and, and you know it remains to be seen. Look, say what you will about the WWE. Say what you will about their programming. You want to want to rag on look. All of it, legit, valid criticism. Uh, however, they generally do a good job at WrestleMania weekend. If you're, and it's a big difference between whether you're watching it on TV and whether you're there. I get that. You're there, you feel like you're part of something special. Uh, WrestleMania takes over a city. Uh, every street you walk down, there are other wrestling fans. You walk into a bar. They're not talking basketball or football or baseball. Everyone there is talking wrestling. It's just it, it's something special to be there. And the WWE does a good job with making it a special event when you're there. However, when you're just watching it on TV, it's a wrestling event. And, and you do wonder, with the build such as it is, uh, are, they able, are they going to be able to give us uh, what we want out of a WrestleMania? Now, they've been dealt a bad hand. A lot of significant injuries on the roster. Um, so they, they've been left to put together this card. And, and this card, look, on paper, there's some matches, and we're going to go match by match as you look at and say, hey, there's, uh, you know, they're going to be entertaining in there's certain matches where you're like, ah, you know, maybe I'll go to the bathroom during that match. Um, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's not a card, though, where to me as a fan, it's, it feels special. You know, when you're heading towards WrestleMania, you want to have that, that special feeling. And, you know, there's been some build. Uh, you know, obviously Triple H, Roman Reigns, but at times that has seemed forced to me. Not announced yet, 
but Jericho AJ Styles has, has been kind of a decent old school good storytelling build, and I'm looking forward to that match. But again, the event as a whole does not have me excited. Um, I'm intrigued. Uh, I'm very curious. Um, you know, I, I am, again, we're going to get into this match by match. Shane versus Taker. Uh, intriguing. Curious what direction going to go in. Very difficult for me to pick a winner. Um, storytelling to me is not spot on here, but as a wrestling fan, when you're scratching your head and you're sitting there 50-50, uh, especially when you've watched wrestling as long as I have, uh, i got to put that in the positive column. Uh, again, I don't think it's been spot-on storytelling, uh, but when you have Taker in a match and you're kind of scratching your head thinking, uh, wow, I don't know who's going to win this, I, I think that's good. But like I said as I, I started this rant, I, I, to me the biggest question going into this event as you look match for match and it's not a card that jumps out initially and excites you uh, with the injury situation, with the, the, the lackluster build. Will they be able to pull out all the stops like they were able to do last year, or is it just going to the well one too many times and we're going to get a mediocre WrestleMania? I hope not. I hope not. Dave, when you, when you look at this, it, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't scream, you know, confidence that, you know, you're going to get something special, something historic, when you knew beforehand when it was booked at this stadium and you had that, that feeling of, hey, they're going for 100,000 people. And that's going to just be something special being in that stadium without many people. But when you heard about that, you, you kind of felt like, wow, next year's WrestleMania, it's going to be something special. It's going to be historic. It's going to be one for the ages. And as we've gotten into this build towards the event, you kind of, I don't know, I guess left scratching your head wondering if they're going to be able to pull it off. Well, I mean, it's a combination of things, like you said earlier. I mean, they got dealt with a bad hand with, with the injuries. I think, you know, the, the injuries were the, the majority of the reason why the, this WrestleMania card is the way it is um, and, and the buildup or lack thereof. I mean, I'm sure that WWE creative and management has gone through plans A, B, C, D, maybe E and F <laughs> until we get to the, until we got to the card that we're currently at right now with the amount of injuries that have taken place. And it seems like the injuries are still continuing, um, which I'll get into in the day five uh, news report at the top of the hour. But um, like I said last week too on the show, I, I truly believe now because their their primary source of revenue used to be pay per view that they're really not building it up like a pay per view anymore. Um, that they're not throwing the kitchen sink at you and the build up heading towards you know you know the pay per view. You, you get a couple of the main players, you know they sprinkle them in on Raw here and there. You really don't get anybody on SmackDown, uh, with the exception of Brock's appearance last week, and you know that seems to be it. They've They've already got your money. I mean, there's 84,000 tickets sold so far. Um, I'm not saying that they're projected to hit 100,000, but the rumor is is that that's the legitimate sellout that's fitting in the building, in, in the stadium right now with the production. Now, I'm sure that seats will open up when production has been finalized, but, um, I mean, at the end of the day, 
Um, it's WrestleMania. I think they'll pull a few rabbits out of the hat. I'm hearing Austin's supposed to have some involvement. Shawn Michaels, Mick Foley, we know The Rock's going to be there. I'm sure there's going to be some surprises that we don't expect. I mean, look at last year. Nobody saw thought in their right mind we'd see the NWO return and then be across the ring from Degeneration X, two of the biggest factions in the history of wrestling. And that was probably the coolest thing that, that happened at that WrestleMania, um, aside from the Money in the Bank cash-in from Seth Rollins at the end of the night. So I'm sure that they'll pull some rabbits out of the hat, but this card does not scream to me whatsoever WrestleMania or anything. I'm like jacked up that I have to see um, in terms of, you know, match quality. Uh, so, you know, we'll see what happens. It should be a fun show. Um, but I think like, like you said earlier, it's a combination of things, the lack of buildup in the pay-per-view. They also have your money subscription wise. They're looking for network subscribers. They got their quota of over a million. And over a million is, I guess, what breaks them even for even starting up the network in the first place. Do they want more? Sure, absolutely. But they got over a million subscribers subscribing to the WWE Network. So they already have your money there, and they already have your money in ticket sales. So pay-per-view doesn't really seem to be a big issue for them anymore. Um, So we'll see what happens. I'm confident that we'll have a good show. I'm not expecting a great show. But I didn't expect a great show last year. And in my opinion as a fan, I thought last year's WrestleMania – and still is to this day, a top five WrestleMania of all time. Yeah, and that's just it, man. Like, when you look at it, you know, last year's was very entertaining, and it, and it did, you know, when it was all said and done, it did feel like something special. Um, but you wonder, like, can, can that happen again? Can they do that again? Um, you know, what are these surprises going to be? You know, it's interesting because it's almost like it's got to the point, and you you know, when you talk about WrestleMania and you compare it to, like, the Super Bowl. And, you know, it's a Super Bowl of professional wrestling. And, you know, when it comes to the Super Bowl, you know, 90% of the people, especially your football fans, let's say 90% of all football fans, regardless of whether the match matchup looks like garbage or it looks like it's going to be a great game, you're going to watch the Super Bowl. It's become something of just, you know... The Super Bowl is sold on the name Super Bowl. You're just going to watch Super Bowl. It doesn't matter. If someone offered you tickets to the Super Bowl, you would just go. doesn't matter who's going to be in it. doesn't matter if my team's going to be in it. You just go. And that's kind of what WrestleMania is, where you'll look on paper like this is a bad matchup, quote-unquote. You know, this is, a, you know, it doesn't look good on paper. Uh, it doesn't look like we're going to get a, a classic here. Um, now the WWE last year, and, and I remember sitting here, Last year, doing this show and saying, uh, you know, is, is there anything really to get excited about when, when you're looking at this card? And there really wasn't. Um, but like you said, Dave, I mean, I like going to Mania. Look, we do this show. Um, you know, I, I, I wrestle on the weekends. You know, and I get, and sometimes you got to, you know, you got to check yourself. And, you're, you know, you're, you're an analyst or you're a wrestler or you're, you're a commentator, and you're professional, and, and you're respectful, and you do what you're supposed to do. But hell, man, when you go to Mania, you're a mark. And I'm okay with that. That's when, I, that's when I get to be a mark. And I'll tell you, last year, man, when the NWO music hit, oh, I marked out something fierce last year. And that's what I've always loved about Mania, is when, when you get older and you're a wrestling fan, and there's so many goddamn rules that you have to abide by. Don't mark out for this, or... Don't act like that. Don't be like this. Don't wear your wrestling T-shirt to this or that. And and it's just like you you try to follow all these rules. Once I set foot 
in that stadium, all those rules go out the window, and I am a mark. And I am looking forward to marking out. I look forward to being that 8, 9, 10-year-old kid again for a few hours when I'm at Mania. That's what I love about WrestleMania. And, I mean, we have it on video, me marking out when Hulk Hogan came back at WrestleMania 30. It's just, that's, that's what I love about WrestleMania. And they've, they've had a knack, whether, you know, you want to criticize matches or, you know, work rate or anything else, but they have, the WWE's had a knack for giving you those quote-unquote mark-out moments. Those moments where, as a kid, you can go nuts, and as an adult, you can remember what it was like to be a kid and not worry about who was being pushed or what the psychology is or, or you know, what they should be doing, you know, and, and you can throw all that out the window and just kind of be a fan for a couple hours. And that's what I love about Mania. It's just when I look at this card this year and, and how it's shaped up, I, I don't I like I don't see, you know, where that's gonna happen. I don't see where, you know, the excitement is going to come from. But you said it, Dave. We don't know yet. What what is Stone Cold gonna wind up doing? What's he gonna come out and do? What's The Rock gonna wind up doing? You know, do we have something? Do like does Hogan come back this year? Do they have big secret? The the lawsuit's over, he comes back. Who else may happen to show up at, at Mania? And you just you get excited and hope that they're able to give you a moment or moments, because to me, Dave, that's what mania is all about. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, you said it best, you know, you, you were in one section of the Superdome. I was in the other, and I was like a seven-year-old kid screaming my head off that Hulk Hogan had returned to WWE. It was the first time I ever saw Hulk Hogan at a WrestleMania. It was a pretty big deal for me. So um, you, you never know what's going to happen. Like I said, I'm sure they're going to pull a few rabbits out of the hat. I'm sure, we're, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if we saw – Honestly, we saw some some people that we didn't that we're not even talking about right now be a part of this year's WrestleMania. You know what I mean? There's a lot of there's a lot of room for them to really surprise people. But here's the other thing too that a lot of people don't understand. I wouldn't say understand, but a lot of people really haven't brought up when talking about this buildup or lack thereof of WrestleMania is that this WrestleMania more so than ever, especially with all the injuries, is an opportunity for everyone to grab that proverbial brass ring that Vince McMahon talks about so much. I mean, with all these injuries, with Cena out, Orton out, uh, you know, Seth Rollins, Cesaro, a lot of these big names that are out of action right now, it gives guys a lot of opportunity. There's, there's a lot of opportunity on this card for guys to really steal it and then maybe change management's mind on what their future could be. I mean, you never know. I mean, for Christ's sake, they put Zack Ryder on the card, and they hadn't done anything with him in God knows how long, and now he's going to be in a ladder match for the Intercontinental title. I mean, you know, it, it goes to show you that what the injuries have done to affect the card and the, the, the room for opportunity now for a lot of these guys to really, you know, stand out and stake their claim and move up the ladder in WWE, no pun intended. Yeah, I mean, and you hope. You, you kind of want to see that, you know, when, when, you know, when there's a gap, when there's an opportunity that you hope to see somebody out there you know, step up and, you know, maybe we get a, maybe we get a classic somewhere on this card that we're not seeing it. Um, and, and that would be great, but it is something that uh, as we dissect this card and, and look forward to WrestleMania on paper, it, it's not giving you that, that mania feel. And as we move forward towards WrestleMania, again, we want to hear from you guys. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call 
I love when we can get, you know, people in the biz, workers, uh, their take on Mania. Uh, and we have right now on the line is a long-standing friend of the show. We're going to talk Mania. We'll talk a little magic, too. Let's bring him up. We got Steve off on the line. Steve, how are you doing this evening? Ken, I'm doing great. Dave, what's going on? What's up? Thank Good you so much you for uh, for spending a little bit of time with us. And uh, we're kind of giving our overview of, of Mania. And, uh, you know, I guess for both of us, the interesting thing right now is it, as far as on paper, it, it doesn't have that, that Mania feel for us. No. Um, and I'm curious your thoughts on how the card shaped up, uh, the build towards the event. Uh, you know, both of us, I mean, I know – you know, you're one of those guys, I mean, you're a worker, but you admit to being a fan, you know, you, you, you love this stuff. Uh, so as a fan and someone in the business, uh, what are your thoughts uh, uh, as far as the build towards WrestleMania? Um, I mean, the build, it, it's been better, it's been worse past years. I mean, uh, I'm not going to sit and complain about it. It's been okay. Um, the match card, it looks solid. Uh, unfortunately, I'm sure you guys touched on this a little bit, but I was watching The Walking Dead, so I'm not sure. <laughs> um, a lot of top guys are out injured, so a lot of the star power is not there. I, you know, I, I get what people are saying with that and why they're saying, oh, it may not be a good WrestleMania. I mean, I think it's going to be a really good WrestleMania because now, like you were saying just now, all these guys now have an opportunity to step up. And if it were me, I'd be putting it all on the line if I was in, like, let's just say, Sin Cara or Zack Ryder's spot, who are you know phenomenal talents but don't normally get opportunity. You know, aside from like a main event or superstars, uh, they don't really get much opportunity. So I would be grabbing for that brass ring, and I expect everybody on that show will probably do the same. And I think afterwards, we're uh, we may not call it the best WrestleMania of all time, but I don't think we're going to call it the worst because I've I don't know. There've been a couple that <laughs> I wouldn't want to watch again. <laughs> so, what, if you, in 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 that vein, is there anybody on the card that you look at that maybe most fans aren't thinking of that you say? Hey, I could see him having a breakout night at Mania. Uh, I think Zack Ryder because I think he's kind of on his last leg. I mean, just looking at it from someone in the business, like he's never really been given opportunity. He's taken opportunity, and for whatever reason, it never panned out. Uh, whether that be political or just kind of the way the cards were shuffled, or you know, whatever it might be, I, I don't know how many more chances the guy's going to get. I mean, I believe he's only like thirty or thirty-one, so he's not old, but he's had a lot of. Uh, at bats ready, and uh, you know, always a good wrestler, obviously, but hasn't really hit it out of the park just yet, minus that YouTube show. So I think he's going to be swinging for the fences. I would be if I were him. And uh, I mean, I don't see that guy failing. He is talented, so he's the one that Steve, uh, quick, that I would pick. Quick question for you: because mm-hmm. of the way the ma- the Mania card has shaped out with all the injuries, like you mentioned earlier, and talking about all these guys, you know, having to knock it out of the park. Um, in regards to the main event, because when we'll talk, you know, Ken and I will talk about that later in the show. Mm-hmm. The the up and down um, inconsistency in the storytelling between Roman Reigns and Triple H, and the backlash that has the negative backlash that has that has received um, from all that. What match do you think should close out WrestleMania this year? I mean, I'm old school, and I'll say it's always got to be the championship. I mean. If it's a company like, you know, NWA back in the day, like the World Heavyweight and the World Tag Team were kind of on the same level. So if it were a case like that, then the World or the Tag, WWE is not that case. It's always the World Heavyweight Championship is number one, and I feel that should definitely close the show. 
I would say Undertaker if it was anybody other than Shane in the cell. Uh, as a fan, I wouldn't like to see Shane McMahon main event WrestleMania. I don't mind him being in the match. He's talented. He's a great athlete. But, um, yeah, I don't see him closing WrestleMania. And I definitely would go with the title match. What are your, what are your thoughts on, on Roman Reigns? Um, you know, and uh, and I'm kind of with you. I'm, I'm kind of an old school guy. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I like seeing the championship on the line. But, uh, you know, Roman Reigns, it's it's been uh, spotty at best. Uh, look like, you know, every time you think they're kind of moving in the right direction to make him the, the top baby face, uh, either, either bad booking or a bad crowd. And it just, you know, I think everyone's talking about that there's the possibility that he goes over on Triple H. And and a hundred thousand people are booing him out of the building. Uh, you know your thoughts. Like, is he ready for this? Do you think he's the right guy? Your, your thoughts on Reigns and potentially uh, winning the main event at WrestleMania? Uh, I I mean I think he kind of has to win it at this point. But I think they really. Uh, and again, I'm playing armchair quarterback here. But I think if it were me, I would make the guy a heel. I would give the crowd what they want. When Stone Cold was getting cheered, what'd they do? They turned him babyface, and he made them a ton of money. Roman, same thing, but the opposite type deal. You turn him heel, now he can make your babyfaces look good because the people, for whatever reason, do not like the guy. You know, I don't think it's like, quote-unquote, X-Pac heat where they don't want to see him wrestle. They just don't agree with him. They don't like him. Fine, let them embrace that. You know, let him do something good for somebody else. Put him with, you know, returning Seth Rollins as a babyface because you know he's going to get cheered. You know, or just that as an example, or Dean Ambrose, because that feud, wow, that, you know, they, I think they'd be pretty good together. I mean, they've had matches, they were good, but I think as a, like a bitter former friend feud, like I'm always a fan of that that feud, no matter who's in it. So, I mean, I think that's the way to go. Will we see that? Uh, probably not. I, I don't think so for some reason, but, you know, for whatever reason, they seem dead set on him as their baby face, which, you know, it's, it's fine, except for the crowd reaction. Like, I don't know, you can't force somebody on people. I think they should embrace the organic heel nature for whatever reason and turn them, but we'll see. Interesting stuff. And I want to get into some, some magic stuff, but uh, one more question about mm-hmm. mania. You know, we touched upon, you know, Taker and Shane uh, possibly yep. main eventing. We'll see what happens, but um, I find this to be an intriguing matchup, a tough one to pick uh, because of the storyline stipulations. Um, uh, or, or your thoughts on on how this whole thing unfolded? Uh, do, do you like the story behind it? Do you don't? And where, and where do you think that they're, they're going to go with this? Um, I mean, it's an intriguing story. I think Shane will probably wind up going over, and I don't necessarily. I mean, you know, who am I to say? But I don't necessarily agree with it. If you're asking my opinion, um, I mean, Undertaker's gone o- gone under one time at WrestleMania when he put over Brock, which. I mean, it could have been a better guy, but it has turned Brock into a huge main event attraction for them. So whatever, it worked. Um, you know, he's got under. He put over one person at WrestleMania, one, and went over like 22 times or so. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know about Shane being on that number two on that list. I mean, somebody like a John Cena or like a Triple A. Yeah, sure, but I don't know. I mean, look, it's Vince McMahon's baby, and whatever he wants to do with his toy, he's going to do with it. I mean, either way, I'm looking forward to the match. I'm sure the match is going to be good. Um, I do see Shane going over. I don't agree with it, but, I mean, we'll see how it goes. I, I see this as, like, something that would have fit in the Attitude Era, and I mean that in, like, a good way. This whole angle of Vince throwing his son to the wolves kind of deal. Maybe they should have saved it for, like, a SummerSlam. I don't know. I mean, 
I'm not sure. I, I haven't seen where they're going with it yet, so it's tough to say. But just on paper, I would have been like, that, that'd be cool, like SummerSlam or Survivor Series match. But that's just me. It doesn't have the WrestleMania big-time feel to it. Interesting stuff. I, I'm, I'm there with you. I'm sorry, you know, sorry we dissected Mania. Let's, let's get into more important things. What's going on with Magic? Uh, let's talk about the the upcoming shows. What what you're doing? Uh, give us, uh, you know, I know Magic's got a show coming up. What what can fans look forward to uh, coming up with Magic? Man, we actually got two shows coming up. We have one with Ace Five Worlds Wrestling, PPW, and NYWC is the uh, Indie Mania Two Mega Event, which is going to be at 3 p.m. on WrestleMania Sunday. We got, I think it's two or three matches per company, and then there's an interpromotional rumble at the end of the show to close the show and to open up. Uh, the fans are going to watch Mania with us after the show. It's like a free bonus kind of deal. You know, if you buy a ticket, we let you hang out with us for free because we're all going to hang out and watch it anyway. It's on, uh, like I said, the 3rd of April, WrestleMania Sunday, 3 p.m., 15 in advance, 20 at the door. It's actually only at aceprowrestling.com. That's Ace, A-C-E, ProWrestling.com. For advanced tickets, uh, it's kind of their baby. They're doing, you know, they're doing the whole event. They're doing ticket sales and whatnot. So go talk to them if you want advanced tickets. Otherwise, it's 20 at the door, which is still, I think, very reasonable. And we got TJ Marconi versus Rob Vegas for the Ace World title. We got Tara Calloway, Willow Nightingale, and Brooke Danielle in a triple threat match for the Pro Wrestling Magic Women's Championship. Uh, myself. Everett Cross and Matt Sells in a triple threat match now for the number one contendership for the Pro Wrestling Magic Championship at Super Show, which I'll get to in a second. Whose Trap Lash was originally scheduled in the match? For those that don't know, that's my former tag partner in Stormforce, and I don't know what happened. I heard he had an accident coming out of the gym that resulted in a concussion. I mean, I don't know exactly what went down. I was not involved. I have an airtight alibi. I understand the accusations, as ludicrous as they may be, that I've gotten on Facebook. But uh, he's not going to be cleared in time, most likely, due to a concussion. And uh, oh, I, I wish him the best. And, and I hope you can sense the sarcasm in my voice <laughs> in uh, his recovery and his future endeavors with pro wrestling magic. Well, you know, it's 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 really cool when I, when I hear you talking about uh, all this stuff and how um, mm-hmm. you know, magic works with other promotions. And we we talked about this before. You know, some promoters out there just you know it's it's their baby, and then they don't want to uh, interact with other promotions. Uh, some are, are a little more open to it. what it's been. What has it been like working with uh, other promotions as magic continues to evolve? I mean, I try to stay out of the business end. I leave that to uh, my buddy Jimmy Noonan, who uh, won't return my phone calls, I guess, because he thinks I'm kind of a, a dick now. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong, but it is what it is. Um, you know, Just as a performer, like dealing with other companies is great because that's a whole other locker room of people that, you know, you haven't worked with yet that you could just create that magic, <laughs> you know, yeah. with. And that's it's good variety. You know, you've got a whole, you know, like I said, a whole other locker room, but now there's like five of them coming together. And obviously, you know, not everyone from every company is going to be on the show, but it's very cool to have that diverse little, uh, you know, smorgasbord, if you will, of talent. And I think it's going to be one of the best shows, if not the best show of the year. And, you know, leading in from that is going to be Super Show, which is an exclusive pro wrestling magic event. 
It's going to be April 23rd at the very same venue. Both both events are going to be at the Morgan Junior Arena, which is formerly the Knights of Columbus Hall in Wallington, New Jersey, 67 Hathaway Street. All this info is all on my Facebook, all on Ace Pro Wrestling and Pro Wrestling Magic's Facebooks. So check it all out. The uh, I've I heard, and uh, someone from the office texted me. I'm not sure if this is accurate, but I've heard that there's going to be a pretty big announcement coming on the Pro Wrestling Magic Facebook page at 8 o'clock sharp. I don't know if it's about uh, Super Show or the next event or somehow both. Um, I wasn't given much info, but once I posted that I was going to be calling in, I was told to let you guys know that. So head over to the Pro Wrestling Magic Facebook page at 8 sharp, just as Raw is starting, and check out whatever they got to say. I wish I had more than that to uh, offer as far as that announcement, but I don't. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, so, so check that out on the Facebook page for Magic, a special announcement tonight at 8 o'clock. And uh, as Magic continues to evolve, I mean, you as a performer now, where do you want to see uh, Magic evolve to uh, over the course of now 2016? Uh, I mean, as far as like this year and next year, I don't know. Uh, long term, I mean, obviously, I'm not in the know so much anymore on the business end. I just helped, you know, Jimmy Noonan and his investors form the company, and then I just said, okay, I want to wrestle. You know, so I'm not really too up on it, but I'd like to see it as a touring brand with TV. I mean, I know that sounds completely friggin' ridiculous at this point because we're an indie fed, but I mean, I think that's every independent promotion's dream. Like, anytime you work somewhere, and I mean, you with IWF, I'm sure you can kind of feel the love here. Like, you find that one place that's kind of like home. I mean, like we're independent contractors. We go out and we do what we do and, and wherever we can do it and get paid for it, hopefully. <laughs> and, you know, you always want to see that one little promotion that feels like home grow. You know, back in the day that was BWO. Now that's mostly down in South Jersey. I don't think uh, Preacher and Arlene have plans on expanding that much more, but I mean, hopefully they do. I don't know. I, I still like it there. But, I mean, Pro Wrestling Magic is now home. That's, you know, my number one. I'm going to be the Pro Wrestling Magic champion, and I want to see where this brand can go. I'm going to beat Juan Francisco de Coronado at Super Show, and I want the company to be bigger because of that. You know, it's a the Chikara guy versus a Pro Wrestling Magic guy. And this is, of course, assuming I win the triple threat match with Matt Sells and Everett Cross. But, I mean, let's face it, guys, it's kind of a foregone conclusion. You guys know me well enough to know that. So I'd love to see it as a touring brand with TV. Uh, that might be a little ambitious. And it's not exactly my call, but, I mean, hopefully we get to a point where where it's like that. You know, I've been down that road before where we were close with other companies to being at least kind of taking it on the road and it didn't work out. So I'm not getting my hopes up, but we'll see. If not, if nothing else, I want it to be one of the best independent promotions in the North Jersey area, if nothing else. Ben, why not? You know, I mean, I've, I've yeah. seen, uh, I've gone to a Magic show, I put on good stuff, uh, I like the fact that you're working with other companies, and uh, no, I mean, why not dare to dream? You know, uh, absolutely, nothing ever got done like being complacent. So, uh, sounds good to me, Steve. Thank you so much for giving us some time. Uh, good luck on your show, and I, I think that's awesome, manager. Having like buy tickets and then hang out and watch Mania uh, mm-hmm. with with the guys. Uh, that's that's really cool. So, uh, again, uh, give us one more time if people want tickets. Where do they have to go? All right, for the Indie Mania event this Sunday. It's going to be aceprowrestling.com. It's at 3 p.m. And right after the event, we will set up, I believe it's three flat screen TVs. It might be four. And we're going to watch WrestleMania 32 all together and hang out and maybe throw back some beers, have some pizza, have a good old time. Beers only if you're not driving, by the way. Uh, unless it's just one, then you'll probably be all right. 
uh, Pro Wrestling Magic <laughs> on Facebook, at Wrestling Magic on Twitter, and at Pro Wrestling Magic on Instagram. Uh, the Facebook is the main one. There's also WrestlingIsMagic.com. All the info is also on there for the show. You can buy tickets in advance. They're $20 currently scheduled. Juan Francisco de Coronado versus the winner of Steve Off, Matt Sells, and Everett Cross triple threat match from Indie Mania. And we have Drew Gulak of CZW and Beyond Wrestling fame uh, facing a yet-to-be-named opponent in the Sorcerer's Selection match, which is sponsored by Markout Entertainment Facebook group. We have Matt Tremont, the current CCW world champion, is on the card. We have Darius Carter and TJ Marconi, who's currently the ace world champion on the card. Uh, that's just off the top of my head, and I'm sure there's so much more to come. Check out the Facebook page for all the talent announcements, all the uh, match announcements over the coming weeks. And, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. And be sure to check out Magic's Facebook page tonight at 8 o'clock for a special announcement. Steve, great as always. Thank you for giving us a little bit. Uh, enjoy Mania. We'll, we'll talk uh, afterwards. Uh, get your reaction on it. Thanks a lot, brother. Sounds good, man. Enjoy it. Take care. Take it easy. Bye-bye. And they have it, Steve Off from Wrestling is Magic. Good stuff. Uh, you know, it's interesting, Dave, as we, we talked about it in the, um, you know, we're talking about the build uh, not being great. Uh Steve, a worker, a guy in the business, a guy plugging away, you know, trying to make it here. Uh, a little more positive spin as far as uh, the build towards this event. Yeah, I mean, you know, coming from someone who's in the in the industry, I guess, you know, they have a different perspective as to, you know, a couple of guys like us who just do a podcast. But, you know, I mean, everyone, that, that's the beauty of it. Everyone has an opinion. It could be the same. It could be different. But, we're all looking for the same outcome, hopefully a really good show. And I don't think any of us are looking for a bad show. No, agreed. Hopefully they're able to, uh, you know, pull out a great show, man. I just say the wind is really kicking up here in uh, the, the New York area. I just keep, uh, I think, I think my shutters are flying off my house as we speak. So um, I'm like waiting to like, I'm going to finish the show. I'm going to open the door and there's going to be like no house on the other side of this room, but. Uh, everyone, if you're if you're out there, uh, be safe because it sounds like the wind is really getting bad out there. And if all of a sudden we're in mid sentence and uh, you don't hear us anymore, it probably means that a tree fell on a power line and uh, and we're out. So hopefully that does not happen. But uh, man, I don't know if it's it's like they're near you, Dave, but it's getting real windy over here. No wind over here in Connecticut so far. I I, I must say. All right, well, well, you're lucky. So let's get back into it. Uh, WrestleMania show, our go-home show. We got a couple minutes. You know, when we do these pay-per-view shows, we start, you know, giving you picks on things, and uh, we pick each and every match. We dissect and We got 11 matches to get through, so why not uh, start hitting these matches, start giving you our picks? Uh, let's, um, you know, what the heck? Let's, let's go to one of the pre-show matches, the Usos versus the Dudley Boys. Uh, Bubba Ray and Devon. Um, again, and I guess Dave, this is one of those things where you start to talk about the build and you start to talk about uh, the lackluster build. Um, I, I, this should be an entertaining matchup. Uh, I think you got two. You got one tag team that historically decorated tag team and all time great. You have another tag team that is just very, very good. Uh, you know, something that's been kind of a lost art form in, in wrestling. I mean, the Usos are a true tag team. You know, not two guys that were just stuck together. They are a true tag team, brothers. Um, 
I can't say that I'm excited about this match, but I think it's going to be a very entertaining matchup. And if we're going to start right here, given our picks, I'm going to go with the Dudley boys uh, in this matchup. Um, I'm curious to see what kind of um, spots we may have. Again, I think this should be a fun match, entertaining. Um, it's not going to change the world. And again, to me, it's kind of like a coin flip on this, and I'm just going to go with the Dudley boys. Well, what's interesting about this build is the fact that, you know, the Dudley boys in their in their, their, their promos leading up to this have been trying so hard not to rely on being a nostalgia act, incorporating tables into their, into their repertoire. Um, the Usos, on the other hand, have taken a page out of the Dudley boys book and they've been getting tables involved in these encounters with them over the past few weeks. Um, there's a rumor that this might be a tables match. I'm not sure yet. Um, maybe we'll find out tonight on raw, but Regardless of that, I think there's still more to come from these two teams. I don't think this is going to be the, the end. So this is where we begin agreeing, where I'm going to pick the Dudley boys as well. I think they're going to sneak out a victory on the pre-show against the Usos. But I should, I'm expecting it to be a really good old-school tag team match. Agreed. And that, that's the thing that's attractive about this matchup. When, when I see two teams that kind of get tag team wrestling – uh, to me, that's where you get uh, excited and, and you hope that they're going to, you know, when you look at the pre-show and you look at the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and you look at the, the tag team match, you just hope that those two matches, um, to me, that should be setting the tone. Uh, that should be getting you going, getting you warmed up. And, uh, you know, I'm looking for, you know, it's interesting with these two pre-show matches. Um, this match, I'm looking, this will get the crowd going. I'm not going to say it's going to blow the doors off, but this should get the crowd going. The Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal is, is a bit of a head-scratcher to me. It's kind of a, uh, you know, let's let's throw some guys in here. And, and you know, and, and it's a shame because the, the, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal kind of had a bit of, pres- of a prestigious feel uh, when it was introduced. Um, it didn't happen, but you kind of felt like afterwards that there was going to be big things coming out of Cesaro. Um God, you know, it's got Andre's name on it. It almost seems like a throwaway match. Uh, this is a tough one for me to pick right now. I mean, the obvious one just to go with the big show. Uh, do we have a surprise entrant at, at some point? Do we have uh, someone coming back from, from injury early, perhaps? Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what to make of, of this, this matchup, Dave. If there's anybody that comes back uh, from a surprise injury would probably be Cesaro. Cause from what I'm hearing, he's pretty close to returning. Um, and apparently he's supposed to be working the, uh, the, the, the post WrestleMania United Kingdom tour. So if anything, this would be a match that he could probably come back in. But then again, who knows, maybe they're saving his return for later. Um, you know, maybe the next night on raw, um, I mean, this match is basically a product of the fact that we have a lot of injuries. So I would have expected that there would have been a lot more bigger names involved in this match. So far from what I understand, the only announced names are Big Show Kane, Tyler Breeze, and the Social Outcast. I'm sure more will be announced. Um, There's rumors that the Wyatts were supposed to be involved in this match, but we're not 100% sure about that yet. Um, My pick, I'm going to go with Mark Henry. Rumor is he's supposed to be retiring soon. He's from Texas. This might be something that they give to him. Um, he, he's he's my pick to win it. If he doesn't win it, then I'm then I would go with Kane. He's another guy that I think that you know 
giving him the battle royal win would be like their way of like thanking him for all his years of hard work and service to the company. But official pick, Mark Henry. You know, this is bad. This is almost like, you know, I'm, I'm copying your picks at this point, but you know, again, not announced yet. So I'm thinking in my head, uh, you know, who, who could, who could we be? Who, who, who could we see being added to this? And, uh, as soon as you said Mark Henry, I'm like, yep, that 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 kind of makes the most sense, especially uh, being from the area. Um, and, and valid point also, Kane, like just kind of a, you know, a, a salute for all your hard work, almost a lifetime achievement award. Um, yeah, I'm gonna agree with you. I, I can't like, I, part of me is like, I should just I should just say Kane just to be different, but I, I just think that's a real solid pick. And in my head, I just I didn't even think of Mark Henry. Uh, and you said it, I'm like, yeah, that that's that makes a lot of sense. I mean, Big Show makes a lot of sense, but I don't know if he's going to win it again. Uh, so, I, I, yeah, I think Mark Henry is definitely a, a good choice. So we're going to agree there as well. Mark Henry will be entered in this match and will, in fact, win this match. And, uh, you know, all the rumors that he may be retiring very shortly. So, yeah. Uh, that would be nice to give it to him. I like that. I like that pick. Three four seven eight three nine eight one five is the number to call. We're getting you set for WrestleMania. We got a good chunk of the card left to get through. Bunch of matches. There's two Divas matches on the card. Brie Bella perhaps retiring after Mania. We're going to get into that, what's going on there, as well as the main event. Who controls Raw after WrestleMania? So many things to get into. But right now, it is time for the Day 5 50-50 News Report. Good evening, and welcome to a WrestleMania-sized edition of the Day 5, brought to you in part by our groundbreaking Pro Wrestling Podcast Radio Network and more, 1640 PWPR. Subscribe for free right now on iTunes to find out what you're missing. Now, let's not wait any further and get into the hot topics this week. First story, WWE made a startling announcement this week that Daniel Bryan had been pulled, pulled from all future WWE appearances, which included the live event in New York City at Madison Square Garden this past weekend, which was actually a Daniel Bryan appreciation night, the upcoming United Kingdom tour, and this weekend's WrestleMania access signings. When reached for comment, WWE stated Bryan had asked for the time off. New developments over the weekend from ProWrestlingSheet.com suggest that the requested time off is due to a health issue Bryant is currently dealing with. Furthermore, this health issue is also another reason why his wife, Brie Bella, will now be retiring from active competition sooner than this summer and as early as next Monday evening, the night after WrestleMania. Rumors had circulated that Bryan being pulled from these events was stemming from a disagreement of some kind with WWE management, but that is not the case. The alleged health issue Brian is suffering from may or may not be related to his retirement and is unknown at this time. More on the story as it develops. According to PWInsider.com, Luke Harper's knee injury is worse than expected. Following the closing of last Monday night's Raw telecast, Harper was involved in an eight-man tag team dark match where he hurt his knee and was taken out of the match immediately. Reports surfaced that Harper suffered a torn ACL, to which PW Insider has confirmed that Harper is expected to be out of actions upwards to six months, leaving him unable to be in action at this Sunday's WrestleMania event. Harper was expected to be a part of the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal with the rest of his Wyatt family brethren. 
Timetable for his return is expected around the time SummerSlam rolls around in August. WWE.com announced this week that popular indie tag team The Mighty Don't Kneel, Michael Nichols and Shane Haste, or Hasty, I forgot how you pronounce it, have officially signed with WWE. The duo made their name working in Japan for, for pro wrestling NOAA as they won the GHC tag team titles on two separate occasions. The team is expected to report to the WWE Performance Center in late April with the rest of the new recruits. Following up on the big news from last week that Eric Young and Bobby Roode both left TNA, it looks as if it can be confirmed that WWE has reached out to both individuals through a third party about possibly signing with the company. According to Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer, it seems as if WWE is showing more of an interest in Eric Young than Bobby Roode. Meltzer did indicate that it doesn't mean WWE will not offer Roode a deal if preliminary talks begin between both parties, but it's only speculation at this time. And in our final story this week, I wanted to save this piece of news for last and let you callers weigh in on this subject. But according to the Wrestling Observer, PW Insider, and countless other wrestling media outlets, it looks as if The Rock may in fact be officially a part of a match at this Sunday's WrestleMania 32 extravaganza. Rumors circulated this week that Vince McMahon and WWE officials have been in negotiations with the insurance company that is insuring The Rock during his filming of Baywatch, and they want Rock to make a surprise run-in as New Day's partner in the handicap match against the League of Nations. Right now, details are sketchy as to if the insurance company has signed off on the deal, but WWE officials are obviously hoping for this situation to play out as they have big plans for New Day as babyfaces following WrestleMania this weekend. With, with Rock as their partner, it would give New Day a strong rub as they begin their run as top babyfaces. Since this news broke out, no other word regarding this scenario has leaked, but The Rock did indicate on social media this weekend that a huge surprise is in store for WrestleMania that he would be a part of. And there you have it, folks. Thank you all for tuning in. Programming note, we will not be on the air next week as Ken will be taking in the WrestleMania festivities in Dallas, but catch us in two weeks where I'm sure I'll have some scoops for you in the Dave 5 hot off the heels of WrestleMania. But another programming note that I want to mention is that this Saturday, go on to iTunes, search 1640 PWPR. There will be a special WrestleMania Hall of Fame slash preview show with myself and King Firehawk on the King Firehawk show. Friday night, we're going to be dropping dropping this podcast like it's hot. Yes, I just said that because all the kids say that. But yes, we're going to be dropping this podcast. Friday, it's going to air on Saturday, and we're going to be previewing the entire WrestleMania card as well as any kind of late news development. Some of my predictions from tonight might even change on Saturday, but tune in. iTunes, 1640 PWPR, the King Firehawk Show, along with myself, previewing WrestleMania. And also an added bonus, 30 to 45 minutes following WrestleMania, the King Firehawk Show will go live with yours truly and possibly Ken. Ken Reedy calling in, giving you the post-game coverage of WrestleMania 32. We'll have more information on that show on 1640's official Facebook page along with the official Ken Reedy Show Facebook page later this week. But check it out. Ken Reedy Show, King Firehawk Show, teaming up to cover WrestleMania 32. Good stuff, man. And I got to tell you, I I thought you, you were actually saying drop it like it's hot as an homage to the newest WWE Hall of Famer, Snoop Dogg. Has he got word? <laughs> you know what? I, I wasn't actually, but that's the, the, you know what? I will take credit for that now. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, because, you know, he belongs to the WWE Hall of Fame. Ah, go figure. We'll get into that. 
Um, but anyway, you know, in, in all seriousness, man, as, as a, you know, you listen to your news report and uh, get back into the Mania card, uh, and I'll put it out there, like, I mean, my pick, you know, I, I think Team Bella is, is going to be victorious. Uh, all the rumors that uh, Brie is, is pushing up her retirement date, and uh, we may possibly have retirement uh, at Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania. Uh, I don't know about you, Dave, but when I hear these stories, when I hear stories that, you know, look, it, it's Daniel Bryan Appreciation Night. What does Daniel Bryan have to do? Come out, wave to the crowd, smile, uh, maybe say a couple words and go back in the back. Um, you know, long day, I guess, with access. You're signing a couple autographs. Um, it's scary to me. And, and I wish, we wish, everyone wishes Daniel Bryan all the best. And, and hopefully this is just, you know, me being a worry ward. But when I hear that Brie Bella is pushing up her retirement, Daniel Bryan is, is being pulled from just appearances, and it, it's for, like, some undisclosed health issue. Again, Dave, sending all the best, but uh, that doesn't sound good. Well, with the timing, too, of the fact that Daniel Bryan had just retired recently because of a concussion issue, it, it, it does leave you wondering and, and, and worried in some way. And, yes, I, like you and everyone else, hope for the best and hope it's, it's nothing serious and it's just something minor. Um, but, I mean, it's, I mean, obviously it sounds like it's serious enough that she's, like you said, pushing up her retirement. Um, as far as predictions go for that match, I do expect – Brie Bella's team with her, Natalia, Alicia Fox, and Paige to defeat Lana's team, when Lana won't be wrestling, of uh, Emma, Summer Rae, and Team Bad. Um, I did hear a rumor, though, too, that um, uh, Brie and Lana actually might have that singles match the following night on Raw. Um, and there's also another rumor, too, while I'm out there concerning the Bellas, that Nikki Bella is supposed to be in attendance tonight at Monday Night Raw, so there's a chance that maybe she'll be in the corner of Brie and the rest of the Total Divas to counteract Lana being in the corner of the other girls, um, the Total Divas rejects, so to speak. Uh, so I guess we'll see what happens there. I, I'm kind of interesting that they put two girls' matches on the card. I think for many reasons they wanted to promote Total Divas, but they also wanted to show the audience that they give a crap about the girls and their division in general. So the rumor is that this match makes it to the kickoff show, but I also heard that it might actually stay on the main card. So, who knows, uh, but I don't expect it to be anything short of a barn burner uh, it, uh, under the uh, female standards. And it is interesting because when you look at the two ladies' matches, it's really, uh, it's kind of like that, that old school, I should say old school, but like that, that dated maybe uh, thought of what, what the Divas division is and what the Divas' future should be. And it's interesting when you look at the two matches, the two ladies' matches on the card, and also interesting uh, to see how the crowd reacts uh, to both matches. Um, but the, the second ladies' match, um, something very different. Uh, I look for this to be, you know, maybe not a classic, but a very good matchup. Uh, Charlotte, Becky Lynch, and Sasha Banks. Um, I think Charlotte's done a nice job as a heel champion uh, with her dad. Uh, you know, we wonder what Ric Flair's transportation uh, plan is. He's doing a tailgate before WrestleMania. You assume he's going to be in his daughter's corner, but who knows? Let's see what happens there. Um, but I think Charlotte's done a nice job. 
I, I think with this matchup, Dave, this other female match, I, I think you're going to get two completely different type matches. This is going to be a wrestling match. This is going to be a match where you're going to sit there and say, can we stop calling them Divas and just call them, you know, go back to lady wrestling. Um, but this is something that I, I think we're going to have. I think we're cry- finally going to, uh, they're finally going to give the crowd what they want, and, and Sasha Banks is going to break through as the new Divas champion. Uh, but I look for this to be a, a very entertaining matchup. And as we talk build, uh, the build for this has been pretty good. you got to give props to uh, the ladies' match. It's going to be a mid-card matchup. But uh, the seeds have been planted for quite some time for these three to be in the ring together. So I think we see Sasha Banks walk away with the Divas Championship. We are four for four on pick. <laughs> I totally agree with you. I, I, I think it's, you know, it's interesting that, you know, well, you mentioned him earlier, Snoop Dogg, going into the celebrity wing of the WWE Hall of Fame. He's the cousin of Sasha Banks. Um, so I, I think we'll, I think we will see a victory for her, not just because of that, but because the, the crowd is firmly behind her. And, um, you know, Charlotte has done a good job as the antagonist champion. Um, I think we're going to see the beginnings of a split between her and her dad. I think somehow Rick will either have some influence on the finish costing Charlotte the match or, Something, but it, it will. It, we'll see the beginning stage. I'm not saying she's gonna full on get rid of her father right away, but I think it's gonna start at WrestleMania or the next or the next night on Raw. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, this match has been one of the better built up matches in WrestleMania this year. Um, they have a lot of backstory, being in NXT together, coming up to the main roster together. Um, they've had some great matches down there in NXT, the three of them, and then I think Bailey was involved making a four way a while back. I mean. They, they all work really well together if given a, the, the right amount of time. And that's the other thing, too, is if they're, if they're really taking these girls seriously, you've got to give them a fair amount of time. I would put them in the time frame of what you would put one of your top main event matches. Give them a good 15, 20 minutes. And I think the, the, the fans would appreciate that and obviously the talent would as well. But um, they, they want – I mean, the audience wants Sasha. I think that they're going to give it to her. Especially – that's the other thing, too. A lot of these booking decisions – are probably going to be based off the fact that the crowd's going to be really, really antsy because this year's WrestleMania, the buildup hasn't been the greatest, and you know how those WrestleMania crowds get. You've been there, I've been there. They they can they can get pretty downright nasty at times. So I think creatively, they're going to try to appease the audience in some way, shape, or form um, in the event that you know the audience doesn't turn on them. So Sasha gets the win here. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call. Your thoughts on WrestleMania? We're going through our picks here, uh, getting you set for the big show. Let's go out to the phones. We got Dank on the line. Dank, how are you doing this evening? Good. How are you gentlemen doing? We are doing all right. Talking WrestleMania. Are you pumped? Are you excited? What do you got for us? Um, I'm really excited about it. Um, I know even for though you haven't up- watched in like six months. Yeah, even though I haven't watched it, I mean, you guys have been keeping me updated on it, believe it or not. And um, when I get time at work, I um, I go on, uh, you know, WWE.com or, you know, I hear my friends talk about it and discuss it. And especially now that I, you know, recently found out that they have it on Hulu. So although I cannot watch it live, I watch it the next day. I've been trying to, like, kind of slowly um, catch up to it. Um as we were discussing last week, the one match that I am really looking forward to, um, 
is Shane versus Taker. That is the one match that, to me, is, you know, screams as old school as it possibly can get. You know, Taker being Taker, and now Shane McMahon being back in the spotlight with so much that rides on it, but then you also have the whole, um, you know, yeah, Taker did lose at WrestleMania to Brock Lesnar, but are we going to make him lose again? How are they going to do this? Uh, you know, do we keep the Taker thing alive again to where he's like, okay, well, he lost once, that was a fluke, and now the company's going to go to Shane? I mean, personally, I would love to see what Shane would be capable of. Having, you know, watch Stephanie and Triple H do what Stephanie and Triple H have always done, which, you know, it's always been like, oh, the bad guy will always win. Now let's see what Shane's got. You know, is is he really the man for the company? Is 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 he the man that we've been waiting for that can kind of turn around? But I personally think, you know, up until recently has been a kind of, kind of like a slump. You know, the whole quote unquote face of the company. Does he have an idea who or which way he wants to take the company already? I, as much as I'm a Taker fan and I love Undertaker, I'm rooting for Shane on this one because I want to see what he is capable of. You know, enough with your sister, enough with this whole bad guy aspect and role and, um, you know, Triple H running the company with uh, Stephanie. It's like, okay, let's go a different direction. And it breaks my heart because, like I said, I'm a huge Undertaker fan. But I want to see Shane in the power that I think Shane should have always been in. But what do you guys think? Well, it, it's it's an interesting. I mean, you're right. And, and what's interesting about this matchup is, I mean, number one, the WWE right now needs something fresh, something, you know, hey, we're going in a different direction, something to pique your interest, uh, Something to, you know, I mean, you want to turn off WrestleMania on Sunday night and you want fans thinking, God, I got to tune in on Monday. What's Shane going to have in store for Monday Night Raw now that he's in charge? And that's when you you look at this matchup. It really is, as a fan, it's it's what do you want more, long-term or short-term? The long-term positive that could, not necessarily, but could come out of this is if Shane wins, now he's taking over Raw, he's a new character on Raw, what direction is he going, what does he add to the mix, um, it shakes things up. If you're, and we all are, all Taker fans, a Taker win, an Undertaker win is short term. You, you enjoy, look, he deserves a win at WrestleMania, he is an all-time great bar none, um, you you figure he's going to give you a good performance, but when he's done, he's done. After WrestleMania, you you, you wonder, you know, he's still the Undertaker. He's been there forever. Uh, how much can the Undertaker can shake things up? Even if he does, you know, usually, usually he's not back. But even if he does come back on a on a somewhat regular basis, you know, what's he going to do to shake things up? So it, it's a, it's an interesting thing. Like as a fan, I think like, oh God, I can't see Taker lose again at WrestleMania. But at the same time, I'm intrigued to see 
the character Shane McMahon in charge of Monday Night Raw going forward, which makes it not only difficult to pick, but difficult uh, as far as a fan who you're rooting for. Uh, Your thoughts, Dave? Well, if you all remember tuning in last week, I wanted you to tune in this week because I was going to deliver you a theory about this match that could shape WrestleMania. Now, all points made by both of you, I, 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 I can see and I can agree with, both good and bad. I can, I can see it, okay? But because of the injuries, lack of star power, and just the way that the buildup has been put on the forefront at WrestleMania, for this WrestleMania, do you really want to shake things up a bit? Here comes my here comes, you know, fantasy booking 101. What if you opened up WrestleMania with Shane McMahon versus The Undertaker inside Hell in a Cell? And somehow some way Shane McMahon squeaks out of victory. Okay? Squeaks out of victory, okay? Let's say there's been rumors that John Cena was going to be a part of this match as like a substitute. Well, I think he's going to have some involvement in this match. It would not surprise me if he makes a run in during this match, not to cost Undertaker the match, but in more ways to help Shane get power because he wants the authority out of power. And Undertaker would just be, in, you know, the, the guy that's in the wrong place at the wrong time. Cena would want so badly for the authority to be out of power that he would do anything and he would help Shane win. And then that you could you could bounce off Taker and Cena for either SummerSlam or next year's WrestleMania, which is something they wanted to do this year, obviously. So Shane wins, okay, and he's still licking his wounds, but throughout the rest of the show, that's where, like, all the surprises come in, when you see the surprise legends. Maybe they add a stipulation at the last minute to a match. And let's say, for argument's sake, you know, Shane, now that he's in control, the first order of business is that, Everyone expects him to fire Triple H and, and Stephanie, the authority. Well, problem is Triple H is the WWE champion. Now you've added some last-minute, much-needed drama to that championship match because now it means more for Triple H's character to hold on to the championship as leverage because he just lost his power executively in WWE. So I'll get into my theory about that match later on, but if you really want to hit – you know, make WrestleMania impactful, I would open up with Shane McMahon, Undertaker, Hell in the Cell, and Shane beats The Undertaker. How does he beat The Undertaker? Well, he's a McMahon. McMahons always have a trick up their sleeve, and this isn't the first time that he has kissed and made up with his father. I have a feeling that being a McMahon, he's gonna, they're going to screw The Undertaker, both of them, and this whole thing with Vince and Shane has been a way to screw The Undertaker. I think I, I think Shane wins. That's my pick. I'm picking Shane McMahon to win against The Undertaker at WrestleMania. And this somehow ties into the championship match later on, which I'll discuss later. Okay. Um, I, that is a very sound theory. Um, I don't know, like me personally, obviously speaking, I don't know if the, as fans – see us getting because like if Shane and and dad kind of like made up and are now buddy buddy 
it's kind of like another, yet another slap in the face for the WWE Universe because here we are all hoping that Shane is our savior from this, you know, big and bad Stephanie Triple H thing going. And it's like, oh, great, now Shane's part of the family as well. It's Just wait. It's, okay. Just wait. There's more. There's more to this story. Tune in later. Just wait. I will definitely do that then. That's the first half of my theory. <laughs> Good stuff. Thank, as always, thanks a lot for the phone call. Thanks for your support. Enjoy me. We'll see what uh, what how it plays itself out. And uh, be sure to tune in to King Firehawk uh, this weekend, and we'll we'll talk to you in two weeks here. All right, you guys have fun at the show, and uh, enjoy yourselves as always. Take it easy, brother. All right. And good stuff. I mean, Dave, you know, I, I don't know if I, if I, you know, and I'm curious to hear the rest of your theory. Um, I don't, I, I don't know if we see like a, a reconciliation, but I am going to agree with you with the pick. Uh, and something's going to happen. Uh, you know, who knows who, what Shane's going to have up his sleeve. Um, I, and I, and I make this pick more because of where the WWE is. Um, as far as uh, the product, the ratings, uh, continuing to build their company. And to me, you know, and, and it, look, there are much more qualified people in that building running the WWE than me, you know, and anyone else who might happen to have an opinion. Uh, and that being said, you know, when, when you look at things and you, you look what's gone, gone on in the WWE as of late, you just feel like something needs to be shaken up. So there needs to be – the status quo is not working anymore. Uh, some, there has to be some sort of big change, um, something that makes you think coming out of WrestleMania that 2016 into 2017's WrestleMania is going to give us something different. Uh, the product is going to be changed a bit. And that's why I think having – Shane, uh, as at least a, a character on the show, um, will shake things up a bit. So that is my pick as well. I can't believe uh, this is historic. Uh, I don't think either one of us, even when Taker lost, uh, picked against Taker for WrestleMania, and we're both doing it. And Steve Off did as well. So we're both picking Shane in this matchup uh, as we go through this WrestleMania card. Let's let's hit one that's pretty easy. You hit the rumors, Dave. If there are rumors in any way, shape, or form that The Rock is going to show up and possibly be in New Day's corner, well, why even bother dissecting this matchup? New Day wins, period. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would have to agree with you if that's going to be the case. I mean, I think New Day wins regardless if The Rock is there or not. I mean, it's a big weekend for them. They, Vince McMahon and WWE creative have serious plans for them following WrestleMania. I mean, serious enough that, you know, they were chosen to induct the Freebirds in the Hall of Fame, um, which a lot of people didn't really agree with. I don't mind it at all. But, I mean, to, to have that spot as well as a spot on the card at WrestleMania, and they're making that an important match. They might have a big entrance. And now to possibly have The Rock added as their fourth partner. And it would be a surprise, mind you. From what I've heard, um, it would be just, something where it's like the match starts out four on three um but you know halfway through or towards the end he comes out and he helps them clean house he does his signature moves he rock bottom people's elbow you know flips the eyebrow 
done deal, one, two, three, match over, then maybe he's in the ring with them and they, you know, eat a bowl of bootios or something. I don't know. But, I mean, it's very small, you know, his signature stuff, just enough so that he doesn't get, you know, obviously too hurt because he's currently filming a movie. Um, and he's got a few more to go, obviously. So, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to pick new day on this one as well. Um, you know, and, and, and in a way this would be good for the league of nations too, even though a lot of people, um, would be seeing, seeing them as getting buried, um, getting that rub from being in the ring with, you know, the rock and even with new day in a moment like that at WrestleMania, people will remember them for that. And it will, in a way it could help their stock rise following WrestleMania, you know, as a group, the three of them or the four of them could, you know, wreak havoc on the rest of WWE and, and, and start a little push of their own from being embarrassed by them at WrestleMania. Who knows what's going to happen, but I I do agree with you. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's it's a good day to be New Day at WrestleMania. Let's just put it that way. If the rumors are true about The Rock, and, I, and you touched on something there, and I, I gotta like get on my soapbox briefly here, but you know people gotta get over themselves a little bit with you know the way they criticize, the way they get up in arms about things. Look, let's face it. Now I don't know who or what like what the Freebirds' first choice would have been. I don't know who could have been scheduled or look. New Day inducting the Freebirds into the Hall of Fame. The Freebirds are not hating this. The WWE didn't say, no, you might hate New Day, but we're making them induct you. They had a hand yeah. in this decision. And that, that, oh, that stuff really gets under my skin because I think back to, you know, Madison Square Garden and, and people booing Maria Menounos out of the building oh, God, when Bob Backlund picked her. So, guys, oh, like, fans. Awful. Get over yourselves. The Freebirds yeah. had a hand in this decision. They picked him, they, I guess, from what I've heard. Go ahead. What did you say? Sorry. I, I, heard, I heard Michael Hayes is a big fan of New Day, and he requested that they induct the Freebirds. But I'm also hearing, too, that um, Kevin Von Erich, the only Von Erich left, of course, we all know the Freebirds and the Von Erichs was the biggest rivalry in Texas. He's supposed to be a part of it somehow. So I, I – He'll be a part of it as well, but I think New Day is doing the actual induction. But he will have a hand in, 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 in part of that ceremony somehow, from what I heard. But, yeah, that was what everyone was up in arms about because he wasn't inducting them and it was New Day and this, that, and the other. But, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm, I back you up on that soapbox. It's dumb. It's stupid stuff. I mean, because nobody knows. I mean, nobody knows. They could have went to Von Eric first and he could have said, ah, you know. I'd love to be a part it. of it if I can, but I, I really don't feel comfortable. Um, you, know, you don't know. It just like it, it drives me up a wall where like people think they know what went on behind closed doors. <laughs> I guarantee you, man, the Freebirds are not pissed off that New Day is inducting them. So get over no, it. Not at all. All right. That's me getting down off my soapbox. Let's get back into our picks here. Feed me more. Ryback is going out for Mexican. This year at WrestleMania. <laughs> uh, that was awesome. You like that? <laughs> that was a great segue. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. All right. The, so, it's Ryback Seeds on Mexican. Ever. I honestly think it's exactly that. I think we're looking at the, the rebuild, perhaps, of, of Ryback. A few years ago, he was on the verge of being the hottest thing in the company. Um, Callisto, you know, good for him. He's had a nice little run. Uh, with this this U.S. Uh, championship, but 
I see this to be a, a vehicle for Ryback moving forward, uh, having a good run with this U.S. championship. So I'm going to go with, with Ryback to devour a little bit of Mexican. How many picks are we at now where we're agreeing? I think this is seven. Four, five, this is seven. Yep. Well, let's go seven for seven then. Why not? Lucky number seven. I, I, I can't agree with you more. I mean, you got to mix it up a little bit. And I think Ryback's going to, uh, you know, put a beating on Kalisto. Um, and there's a rumor that this match might make it onto the kickoff show as well. Uh, but they haven't determined. Yeah, they're talking about three matches on the kickoff show. This is one of the possibilities. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Ryback, he's. He's going in this, you know, this this bad guy heel route, which um, is a little different because the last time he went heel, he was like this big bully of a jerk, obnoxious and overbearing, and you know now he's just he's just all business. And I, I kind of like this uh, Ryback uh, a little bit, you know, his his attitude. So um, I expect him to really put a beating on Kalisto and take the U.S. title, and he's got some things to come for him. Uh, following WrestleMania, a rumored feud with uh, with Roman Reigns, I'm hearing. And that would be awesome. Um, then getting into, like, other picks, you know, it's interesting, the two mid-card belts, you have a singles match for the U.S. title, we have a ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, this is intriguing, Dave. I mean, when I, when I look at this match, um, you know, like Steve Off said, I would look for Zack Ryder to kind of, pull out all the stops in this matchup. Uh, we'll probably see some fun stuff from Sin Cara. Uh, I don't see either one of them winning this matchup. Uh, it, it's an interesting match to, to look at. I could see Owens. I could see Zayn. I could see Ziggler. Uh, I could see The Miz and Stardust all walking out of there with that Intercontinental Championship. Um, it's a tough one to call. I'm going to go out on a limb here. And say that the, the company being high on Owens as a, a, a heel, eventually perhaps a top heel in the company, that he's going to be able to withstand the onslaught of all these other challengers. And he's going to come out of this victorious. I would see moving forward that we will see a straightforward one-on-one Owens-Zane uh, program for the Continental Championship, and maybe Zayn breaks through down the road. Um, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Owens retains here, thwarting all these challengers in this ladder match. And the streak is over. We do not agree on this match. Um, it's a good pick, though. I mean, I, I, I would, you know, he, he would probably be one of the, the out of two guys to pick for, for winning this match. I, w- I would have picked him, but I'm actually going to go with Zane just based off the fact that that crowd is, you know, is very, you know, heavy internet and NXT and indie fan like, and you know they, I mean they don't get me wrong they wouldn't boo if Owens lost I think they would cheer if he won but um, I mean I do see you know post WrestleMania a, a singles rivalry between the two there was a rumor that this match was supposed to be just a singles match between them. But obviously getting more guys on the card because of the injuries was the reason why they beefed up this match, making it a ladder match. I expect to see all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, I could see your theory going, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with my pick, and I'm going to go with Sami Zayn um, winning this match and becoming the Intercontinental Champion, and then him and Owens kind of trading the belt a little bit post-WrestleMania. Wow, look at that. Finally, and my all, we'll see how the rest of the card shapes up. All my hopes right now are... 
hinging on one Kevin Owens. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call. Let's go back out of the phones. We got a AC on the line. Anthony, how you doing this evening? See, maybe I'm wrong. It's two oh three. Who do I have on the line? Going once, two oh three. I'm gonna let you go. Call back two oh three. I think that was Anthony's number, but give us a call back, we'll get you back on. Maybe maybe Bueller. Was that Dank? Dank ran up to Connecticut and fell asleep on the phone again. So anyway, three, <laughs> he disappeared. He disappeared. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five. That is the number to call. Uh, give us a phone call, 203, if you can, get back to us. Let's get back into our picks as we get into the nitty-gritty. You know, one of the matches, it's not even officially a matchup, uh, but we might as well talk about it because, I, Dave, this is a match that could potentially be a show-stealer. And as we look at, again, you know, maybe as I'm dissecting this card, I'm thinking, right, maybe the build wasn't necessarily bad, but the build was inconsistent across the card. Because Jericho and AJ Styles has been a decent build. It's been a nice, you know, old school kind of build. Two guys respect each other, team together. One turns on the other one. Um, Jericho's done some nice work to, uh, you know, put AJ in in a good spot in front of the WWE crowd. Um, I look for these two to wrestle, and potentially this could be a show stealer. Look. Their work together has been inconsistent, um, but it's mania. It's stepping up. It's AJ's first mania. It's Chris Jericho at WrestleMania. Not necessarily on the card yet, but we're assuming this could be potentially a show stealer, Dave. It it should be a great match if given the amount of time. This is another match that could potentially open WrestleMania. Um, And I'm kind of back and forth on who's going to win this, to be honest with you, if it's official. I mean, the rumor is that these two are supposed to wrestle at Mania, but um, I'm surprised nothing has been made official yet. Hopefully that will be the case tonight on Raw. Um, but, I mean, it could go either way. Uh, from what I'm hearing, um, Jericho's, Jericho doesn't have any dates with Fozzie touring at all in, 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 for the rest of 2016 so far. Um, so there's a chance that his run with WWE could be a lot longer than it has been in recent years. Um, so you could say that, well, Jericho could get a win at WrestleMania. Um, last time we saw Chris Jericho at WrestleMania, he had the uh, the, the dubious distinction of uh, trying to get Fandango over. Um, and that only lasted for about a week. <laughs> you know, New Jersey was Fandangoing, and, uh, you know, a lot of people kind of fell out of that craze after uh, a couple of weeks. So I don't know if they want to – run the risk of uh, having Jericho put AJ Styles over. I think obviously Styles and Fandango are two different talents and Styles can hold up his end if he were to um, get the victory and receive a push like this. So, I mean, I could go back and forth either way, um, but Jericho doesn't need it. Styles is still pretty new. Um, It could go either way. I'm going to, all right, my pick for now is AJ Styles winning over Chris Jericho. But it might and change back if on you into the King Firehawk so. Yeah, definitely tune in. Dave's going to switch some picks around. But, I might um, switch my picks around. I, I, I'm agreeing with you. I, I think this is uh, something that AJ needs. Um, you know, at least right now, they, they are, are building AJ to be a significant player. Um, his first 
significant program in the WWE set to blow off, perhaps, at WrestleMania. Um, to me, this is something that AJ needs much more than Chris Jericho. Jericho will be fine with a loss. Uh, you know, Jericho has stated that he's wanted to come back to put over younger talent, so I think this is perfect for him. Uh, AJ wins, uh, gets his WrestleMania moment in his first Mania, and and away we go. And, uh, oh, okay, I was about to go back out of the phones, and 203 dropped out again. So uh, I'm sorry, 203, fare thee well. And uh, moving forward again, you know, as, as we dissect this card and we look at, you know, what, what's been a good build, what's uh, not a good build. And, again, I, I think I, I have to backtrack uh, a little bit. Maybe it's a little bit of, of Steve Off's optimism, or maybe it's just uh, – sitting here talking about it out loud and really dissecting this card. Um, But I've actually, it's been kind of an intriguing build when you look at Ambrose and Lesnar. And I got to say, it's not something that I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to see this match. However, I do think they've done a nice job with at least making you believe in some way, shape or form that Ambrose can beat Lesnar. And it's it's like they've kind of put it in a position where you have this guy who's a monster in Brock Lesnar, who's a, a a monster athlete, a true athlete in every sense of the word, a guy that will dominate his sport as an athlete. And they've pitted him against someone with a unique offense who, you know, does not care about dealing with pain and is willing to use any weapon at his disposal, and he's allowed to do it at Mania. And they've, they've basically they've done a nice job at, at taking this, this skinny little nothing and make you kind of believe that, hey, maybe he can Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Um, it's been an intriguing build. I like the additions of Terry Funk and, and Mick Foley into the mix. Um, a guy that's going to be channeling uh, the roots of hardcore because you can't fight Lesnar straight up, man-to-man. You cannot win like that. So above any other match that Lesnar has had in recent memory, Ambrose isn't going to fight him man-to-man. He's not going to fight him one-on-one. He's not going to try and out-wrestle him. He's going to try to kill him with as many weapons as he can get at his disposal. (laughs) So I think this has been a – when you look at these two, and initially when you, when you looked at the fact that they were going to build Ambrose and Lesnar for Mania, it was kind of a, wait, really? Like, Lesnar is just mauling people. He ended Taker's streak. How the hell can we take it seriously that, that Ambrose even has a chance? And I think they've done a nice job over the past few weeks at least making us believe that Ambrose has a legit shot at winning this match. I think it's been very good. Um, I've liked the build from the beginning. The original talk was doing Brock Lesnar, Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania, but they switched that up due to the success of the early stages of the build-up to the Fastlane main event with the interaction between Ambrose and Lesnar. Um, I do like the additions of Foley and Terry Funk. Maybe we'll see one more guy, you know, kind of offer their advice or a – signature weapon uh, of choice to give to Ambrose for, for the match at WrestleMania. I expect this match to be an all-out brawl, a war, um, lots of plunder, as Dusty Rhodes would say. Um, 
to me, this match is what's going to make Dean Ambrose a bigger star than he already is. I truly believe that. Win, lose, or draw. Um, what this match does for him is what the match that Steve Austin had with Bret Hart did for Austin at WrestleMania 13. I really, truly believe that. Um, if Lesnar mauls him and kills him, um, it's going to make Ambrose look good because Ambrose can take a beating real well, but also Ambrose, he, 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 he comes back good from adversity. You know what I mean? Like, like he's suffered some, some key losses over the, over the past year or so, especially to Seth Rollins and, and to the authority and to other people. And um, he, uh, he's bounced back good from those. And I think he'll do that with, with the situation with Lesnar. Uh, we saw on, th- on Thursday night the Wyatts had gotten involved. Um, I think there's a chance they may be involved in this match. There's a rumor that they might be the deciding outcome of the finish. And if that's the case, then I don't see Brock Lesnar winning. Um, I see Ambrose beating Lesnar. Ambrose gets the prestige of being the guy who beat the guy to end the streak, even though it was a tad bit tainted because of the Wyatts. And then Brock and, and the Wyatt family will move on to a rivalry. But, however, I think there's potential for too many run-ins at WrestleMania this year. So this match just might go straight up. I could eventually see the Wyatts maybe attacking Lesnar post, WrestleMania, like after the match or even the next night on Raw, setting up something for them heading into the rest of 2016. Um, this is probably one, the, the one match where you will see more blood than you expect to see, which is, you know, I know you're a fan of their Ken. You are a bloodthirsty individual. So, um, <laughs> you know, be, be prepared. Um, you know, the, the PG rating might be thrown out the window for this match as it might be for Hell in the Cell, too. That's another match as well. But um, needless to say, I think Lesnar beats the dog out of Ambrose and wins. But Ambrose, like I said, he comes out of it kind of like how Austin came out of it when he lost to Bret Hart. He didn't give up. He he passed out from the pain. Lesnar's just going to keep bringing it to Ambrose. Ambrose is going to keep coming back no matter how hurt he is, and you're going to have to kill him to beat him. And that's what Lesnar's going to do. My pick, Brock Lesnar. And I'm going in the same direction. I'm picking Brock Lesnar, where uh, we the story being told is the admiration for the beating that uh, Ambrose takes uh, in this matchup. And uh, you know, as much as yeah, I maybe maybe I am a bloodthirsty individual, but this is you know this is where I think the WWE needs to look at their programming and how they do things. This match needs blood. Um, the Hell in the Cell kind of does too, especially with what's at stake. The you know, at times in the past, the WWE and other wrestling promotions overused blood. Um, there, there are points, there are spots, there, there are moments that call for it, where it works. As Ric Flair said, there's nothing that works better. And I agree, in a match like this, uh, this is where you want to see a little bit of blood. I think there's, you know, when I look at the 80s, and essentially, if I had to rate the 80s, I would say the 80s for the most horror PG product. Uh, but they still have blood every now and again. And I think that's where the WWE needs to move to. Is, is, there's a balance. Uh, it doesn't have to be all the time, but WrestleMania in a street fight, WrestleMania in a hell in a cell, those are matches that may call for it. And uh, I, I agree with you. And all, all respect and admiration to uh, Dusty Rhodes. We're going to see a little plunder, baby. And uh, before we get into the main event, the championship match at WrestleMania, uh, we see 
the Hall of Fame class, rounding out with uh, Snoop Dogg uh, being added to the celebrity wing of the Hall of Fame. And, um, you know, his qualifications, uh, hosted an episode of Raw as a special guest, was the master of ceremonies for the Playboy Bunny Mania Lumberjill match. So, uh, yeah, uh, (laughs) yeah. Just rounds out. To me, at least, you know, there are guys, when I look at this this Hall of Fame class, you know, Sting, Slam Dunk, Freebirds, Slam Dunk, Stan Hansen, Slam Dunk. I'm cool with Boss Man. I'm cool with Jacqueline. Godfather, not so sure about. Uh, Snoop Dogg, yeah, that, that holiday wing, wing is just, uh, it's, um, ah, jeez, I don't know. And, uh, you know, congratulations to Joan London. Uh, battling cancer, will be getting the Warrior Award. Um, I'm curious your thoughts, Dave, on the Warrior Award. I mean, I'm cool, and I don't want to sound like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pissing at anyone's cereal or anything, but all respect, love, admiration, Joan London and the battle that she's she's gone through and, uh, you know, persevering. I kind of would have liked to have seen the Warrior Award continue to go to people we don't know. Uh, fans, uh, soldiers, uh, you know, I thought the tone was set, uh, with, with the first recipient, you know, you, I mean, you're giving the award to a, to a child who, uh, you know, ultimately lost his battle to cancer, but, um, you know, uh, you know, inspired millions, uh, with his personality. I, I would have liked to have seen, you know, an unknown win this award, Again, I'm splitting hairs here. All respect and love to the battle Joan London is waging. Um, but I'm curious your thoughts on, you know, after the first recipient, I kind of thought that's where the award would go. Well, to be honest with you, I didn't think it was going to be an every year thing. I really didn't. I thought it was going to be like every couple of years, something they would do. Um, but, I mean, this is going to be a regular thing now. Um, I, it makes sense in a way that Joan London wins the award because number one, you know, she's a breast cancer survivor, a, can, a, a cancer survivor, but also she, she, I think, had partnered with WWE and Susan G. Komen um, in, in the, the fight against breast cancer, and she was involved in that campaign. Uh, so, I mean, from a from a public relations standpoint, um, at the same time, also honoring her and her fight for you know against cancer. It makes sense. Um, although I will say that, I mean, like you said, not to pee in anybody's Cheerios, and I'm not trying to do that either, but, I mean, this award potentially could turn into, could, could have potential to be a public relations nightmare in some ways. Um, if you all remember uh, former WWE superstar, Harvard graduate Christopher Nowinski. He's now um, a part of the uh, the. He, he does a lot of studying on concussions, and he's involved in the um, – he studied Chris Benoit's brain. He's taken a lot of professional athletes, former NFL players, and gotten the permissions from the families to study their brains. Um, apparently, uh, Jeff Hardy, Kevin Nash, and Rob Van Dam of uh, pro wrestling fame have offered their, uh, their, their brains to study following their death to the uh, concussion – the Legacy Concussion Institute or something like that. Um, I actually thought that because – of the work he's been doing with WWE um, regarding concussions, that he would have been somebody to receive this award because he suffered a concussion that ended his wrestling career. He had a very short wrestling career, but it ended his career. And therefore that basically began 
his career now in, in, in studying, you know, the brain and, and aspects of the brain involved with athletics. So, I mean, it's one of those awards where I, I, I want to say they're doing a good thing, and I think they are, but at the same time, they're also looking to get publicity too if, in, a, in a good way from a public relations standpoint. So um, the other thing too about the Hall of Fame is if you were there last year. I mean, the Hall of Fame was just about as long as WrestleMania, if not longer. And there were nine recipients that got awards. Um, I thought that they were scaled back at least a couple just to give more time to some of these people so that the show didn't drag on and on. Um, so we'll see what happens this year. Um, I can't imagine the Joan London speech or the Snoop speech to be anything um, significant or long, I should say. But, um, I mean, I, I'm not, you know, I didn't, I'm not watching the Hall of Fame to watch her get the, get the Warrior Award, with all due respect to her. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, again, and, and, and I'm piggybacking your point a few weeks ago. I, I do think, and I, and I love the Hall of Fame night. Um, I really do. And, and it, it's that night that you really get a sense of, you know, over the course of that weekend, that's when you get to get the sense of that rich history that pro wrestling has. Um, I, I'd shorten up these classes. Um, you know, if guys are going to have long speeches, cool, but, uh, you know, it, it shortens the, the night um, because you have less inductees. And, and going forward, that'll give the WWE more names to, to induct moving forward. Um, it does get long. And, and, you know, I get the idea that you want to give people as much time as they want to speak. Uh, but some guys aren't the best public speakers, and uh, it drags on. So we'll see what happens this year. Congratulations, everyone who's going to the Hall of Fame. And, uh Night before WrestleMania, again, it's always my favorite night of the weekend. And as we talk about the Hall of Fame, let's move back to the event because we got one more match to talk about. The main event, WrestleMania. As the WWE continues to try and try and try and build and build Roman Reigns to be the guy, for the love of God, the fans are not buying in. Um... This is interesting, Dave, because it's like, and I get, look, I'll start. The obvious choice is Roman Reigns, and you feel like everything storytelling-wise is leading towards Roman Reigns. Um, but I, honestly, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if Triple H retains uh, because of the response Reigns is getting. Uh, it, it's Look, again, storyline-wise, Reigns should be winning, and you know what? The crowd should be erupting with love and adoration towards Reigns. But I don't see that necessarily happening if Reigns wins. Uh, It's a tough pick because you wonder how much the WWE is concerned with that reaction post the end of the match. You know, I think they're at the point now where they realize that they're in deep with Reigns. And I think they realize that, all right, they had their second chance in making him the top baby face and they screwed this up. So now they're really pushing. They're really trying for him, but it just keeps getting worse and worse. I mean, I, I, I listened to uh, Taz's radio show, um, the, the, the suplex body slams and beyond, I think it's called. Uh, and he made a great point the other day. The WWE did Roman Reigns' character no favors by having him go out there in front of a hostile audience like Philadelphia, knowing how hostile that crowd is. 
okay, and not hiding and protecting him. Meanwhile, Triple H didn't even make it out to the live audience. He was backstage in a two-minute segment, and they made sure that his character was protected immensely. Um, I think we're – I think, honestly, I wouldn't – it wouldn't surprise me. I think we're on the verge of a double turn. I really think so. I think we're going to see a a double turn of some kind, Um, which goes to my – the second part of my theory. Bank had mentioned on the phone, he goes, well, you know, that's kind of boring, the McMahon family all back together. Not exactly. Roman Reigns, Triple H, the chaotic match that that, 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 that could be, especially with the way things have gone in the buildup the past few weeks, it would not surprise me if a special referee is announced to kind of keep the chaos at bay. Steve Austin's been rumored uh, to, to be a part of WrestleMania. He would ideally fit this role because he has a history with the McMahon family. Um, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't surprise me if somehow Shawn Michaels was factored into this match. Maybe Triple H feeling that Austin being the referee would screw him out of the title. Tr- Shawn Michaels is factored in as tr- one of Triple H's corner guys, and then maybe that's how you squeeze the Rock in. Rock would back up Roman Reigns. You kind of have a little bit of window dressing with this, uh, you know, this main event for the title. You know, everyone knows that the crowd's going to boo Reigns. Everybody knows that Triple H is going to get a positive reaction. So part two of my little theory here is that Shane McMahon and Vince McMahon make their way down to the ring midway during this match as it gets a little chaotic. I'm sure the Rock and Michaels are going to get involved physically. And you think, one would think that the McMahon family is going to be there to back up family. Well, no. Shane and Vince turn on Triple H, costing him the championship and making Roman Reigns their guy as the WWE champion and the new face of WWE. Roman Reigns would turn heel, become WWE champion. Shane McMahon would be like the figurehead that what Triple H was. Triple H is off TV for a little while. You give his character a breather. Same thing with Stephanie. Vince kind of fades into the background. Shane McMahon controls Monday Night Raw and WWE with Roman Reigns as his WWE World Heavyweight Champion. That's my prediction. That would be pretty cool. I, I mean, that works for me. Um, I don't know if it'll be that. I, you know, it's funny that, like, you have, like, we, we both took different paths to get to the same destination. I just was thinking to myself, every time I think the WWE is going to do something out of the box, they just stick with what I, you know, the obvious choice, and that's why I'm picking Reigns. Yeah. Your way to Reigns, much more interesting, and, and I hope that's the case. And, uh... If nothing else, I mean, your scenario with with what Triple H's reaction, what the crowd reaction was to Triple H when he was beating down Roman Reigns, and you know he was he was being cheered. I mean, they were chanting his name, and Triple H is great, but let's face it, Triple H does not have a whole hell of a lot of time uh, remaining in, in being active in ring. Uh, you know, I think back to the time where the first time he, he tore his quad and the reaction that the garden gave him when he came back. Um, per your scenario, Dave, uh, if you keep Triple H off TV for a little while because, whatever, he was injured uh, by what happened at WrestleMania, uh, when that dude comes back looking to take back what's his, in, in that, you know, King of Kings, the game character where he's still that character, but he's a baby face 
and he's like, you know, a, a rebel and just looking to take down everybody in his path. Man, that can make for some some entertaining TV. You know, no one would do it better than Triple H. And the reaction he's getting, you know, turning him face, you know, might be a very effective thing to do at this point in his career. Yeah, I mean, he's. I mean, if you think about it, you know, he's good enough where he can get you to boo you. He really is. He's that good of a, a of a bad guy, but he's respected so much because his work as a bad guy is so good that the people cheer him at the same time too, and they've been known to do that. Um, so, I, I honestly think that the, the the scenario that could play out is that if they keep him off TV for a while. You bring him back, and you maybe even set something up at SummerSlam with Shane McMahon and Roman Reigns against Triple H and a returning Seth Rollins. If Rollins was Triple H's boy before he left. You can kind of go back to that little power struggle. Somehow, I'm sure Undertaker could get involved, and they could bring him back, and yada, yada, yada. But, I mean, it would make sense for, for in this case, the people don't want to see what they're seeing now, so give them what they want. Yeah, I mean, you would think that, you know, with everything that's happened, and you said it, Dave, you know, it's just not working, and it really is time to shake things up. And, uh, you know, I mean, Reigns turning him heel, and then, uh, you know, down the road a beast, he can turn babyface again, but it's time. I mean, you want this guy to get, you know, if you want him to win and he's going to get booed out of the building anyway, turn him heel. Uh Remains to be seen. I'm just hoping as I look at this event and, you know, we dissect it, Dave. Um, you know, it's not on paper looking like a classic WrestleMania. But as we go forward, we go through this and we dissect these matches. If everything breaks the right way and the WWE is a little bit creative, this could be a very good WrestleMania. This is not a WrestleMania that doesn't have any potential. There's a lot of potential on this card. It's just creative, and everyone who's, who's putting together these matches, to me at least, Dave, really need to be spot on heading into this match. Heading into this oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think from a performance standpoint, I think it could exceed expectations on a performance level from each match. Creatively is the test for me personally as a fan. I think creatively they really have to – to, to, to make it live up to that WrestleMania name, they got to really pull some rabbits out of the hat. And like I said, there's plenty of guys that has been rumored. We've talked about it. Michaels, Austin, Foley, Rock, you know, all these guys that could be potentially involved, even guys that aren't on the, that are currently injured. Like I said, I think Cena's going to make an appearance. I really, truly believe that. It wouldn't surprise me if Seth Rollins made an appearance at WrestleMania. Randy Orton, I mean, they're going to, I think they want to, to make up for, them not being in action, they're going to try and get them on the show in some form or fashion. And I creatively, I'm just curious as to how they're going to do that. Um, the biggest disappointment for me, like I said last week, is the Wyatts and their role or lack thereof. But I think that they're going to have a profound role um, in one of the in one of the big main event matches, um, whether it's Lesnar and Ambrose, the Hell in the Cell, or the title match. But I think. You, they'll be remembered in some form or fashion for what they did at WrestleMania. And I would hope so. I mean, you know, I think that's, it's probably one of the most egregious flaws in, in WWE programming 
um, as of late is just the uh, the misuse and perhaps lack of usage uh, when it comes to the Wyatts. And, uh, you know, again, coming out of this WrestleMania, I think all of us are kind of hoping that things are shaken up, whether it's a, a Reigns heel turn, whether it's uh, the Wyatts coming out and doing something uh, powerful uh, the change of the landscape, if it's Shane winning, and we look at like the power structure in the WWE changing going into that Monday Night Raw, um, all these things, I think when we look at WrestleMania, you look at the news off uh, off camera with the ratings and, and things like that over the course of this year, uh, you're just hoping that things are being shaken up. Be sure to tune in to the King Firehawk this weekend as I'll be calling in from Dallas. Dave will be joining King Firehawk as we are set for WrestleMania weekend. Flying out on Wednesday, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy Raw tonight. We'll be back in two weeks. For Dave, I am Ken. Good night, everybody.